Warning! The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to The Television Archive, the show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved medium. My name is Thomas Clark, and this is Batman 1966. Today we will be discussing Season 1, Episode 1, titled High Diddle Riddle. Uh, in this very first episode of Batman 1966, uh, the Riddler shows up for obviously the first time we're seeing him, but in the episode itself, they do mention he has shown up in Gotham many, many, many times before, and he does bad guy things, which I will elaborate on as this recap moves forward. Now, on this show, you will hear me talk a lot for each individual series about how I strongly believe every single television show ever made has a key moment, a make-or-break moment in its run where... If you're not into it by then, it's just not gonna happen. Sometimes it's very early in the show's run, sometimes it's relatively late, but whatever, wherever that point lies, I believe you can't not stick it out to that point and rightfully say you gave that show a fair chance. This series is one of the very, very few shows where that make-or-break moment is the very first episode. This is a series where its pilot provides an immediate litmus test for the entire series. If you are not into the very first episode, it's just not going to happen. In this first half hour, you either love it or you don't. I'm not even going to say it's the first two-episode arc. It's just the first episode. If you're not into it by the end of this half hour, it's just not going to happen. And of course, I love it. I love this first episode, and I love the entire series. It is so freaking extraordinary and hilarious and bonkers, uh, but also very early on, you do get a sense of self-awareness to it. Like, it knows it's campy. It knows it's ridiculous and leans on that so heavily as a result. It's just so freaking perfect. This is just like, really, if you're going into Batman 1966 for the first time, it's just like, yeah, just start from the beginning. No need to make it more complicated than it needs to be. Just start from the beginning. It's as good as a it's as good of a jumping on point as any, really. I mean, you can jump in on any point because this is a fairly episodic show, but 
seriously, like this first episode, this embodies everything I love and everything some people hate about this show. And it's so freaking perfect. Uh, before we get into certain minutia of this episode, I want to call out uh, a couple of generalizations. First off, goes without saying, Adam West and Burt Ward, amazing as Batman and Robin. They are so freaking perfect in these roles. I can't imagine anyone else being more perfectly cast for this iteration of those characters. <laughs> Again, not saying they're the best Batman and Robin. I'm just saying they're the best for this highly unique version. Uh, Adam West in particular, phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal Batman. He truly is the White Knight. Uh, so, so sad that he has passed away uh, because he is so extraordinary. And Frank Gorshin as the Riddler. I honestly believe this is the best version of the Riddler we've ever gotten in live action. Like, what else do we have for live action versions of the Riddler? Like, there's a Jim Carrey thing, which is not horrible, but that's about it. Like, Frank Gorshin is amazing as the Riddler. Like, he... Even more so than Cesar Romero's Joker, I think, is just completely insane. Completely balls-to-the-wall crazy. And he's so physical in his performance. That laugh <laughs> is so, so amazing. Like, every second Frank Gorshin's on screen, I adore everything he's doing. He is a perfect Riddler. I would even say by regular Batman standards. Like, if Frank Gorshin uh, were alive long enough for someone to say, Hey, we need a Riddler. Let's get this guy who was the Riddler before. And it was like, okay, but this is a more serious version. Honestly, I think Frank Gorshin could pull it off because his performance taps into the very essence of that character in a way very few 1966 Batman incarnations of villains are ever given the chance to like honestly this is of the big batman villains that are portrayed in the series i think this version of the riddler hits closest to home on what the riddler is obviously it's still exaggerated times a million but this is probably the closest to normal quote unquote and I just love, love, love his performance. Okay, to get into the specifics of this actual episode, the, the, the episode opens. We get this really bizarre opening scene, which really, this opening scene on its own is enough of a litmus test for the entire series. You get this opening narration, which, by the way, sounds unintentionally sinister. It, it really does. Like, take away the bright, cheery, enthusiastic narrator voice and replace it with just a darker, sinister, like, I would go like James Spader Ultron-esque voice. If you replace it with that, it sounds menacing as all hell. Like, it starts out like, you think Gotham is a peaceful city? 
Think again. Uh, prepare to... What, what was it? Prepare to sit in your gum or something? Some weird 60s phrase like that that no one ever says anymore. It, it really is just like... Replace that with a more sinister narration. You think Gotham is a peaceful city? Think again. Like, if you did that, if you replaced it with that, it would send chills down your spine. I kind of want, if someone hasn't done that, I need someone to do that. Please, for the love of God, put the time and effort in to do that opening narration of the first episode of this show and do it in like a menacing as hell voice. Because I swear to God, it sounds unintentionally sinister. I'm sure I'm not the first person to pick up on this, but my God. Oh, and then, uh, I should get into the bulk of the scene, which is an exploding cake. There's, like, some foreign dignitary some from somewhere, I don't even know, uh, at the World's Fair, and they're doing, like, a cake-cutting ceremony from their country, which looks an awful lot like a cake-cutting from anywhere else in the world. And they cut into the cake, and it explodes. The cake frickin' explodes all over everyone. And out of the cake pops a riddle. And the riddle literally is like parachuting down. It's literally like exploding cake and then parachuting piece of paper with a riddle on it. With a ridiculous riddle on it. It's so, so stupid. And I love it. It's such a perfect way to start off this entire ridiculous series. Exploding cake, parachuting riddle. And... I'll get into the riddles in a second. You get this riddle, and everyone's like, it's obviously the Riddler. None of us can take him. We need to call Batman and Robin. A and you get the intro to basically all the Batman 1960s-isms that you'll see throughout the entire series. Including the, a self-loathing police department, which has kind of neutered itself. It really has. This is a very disturbing picture of a police department. Everyone like, well, can you take him? No. Can you take him? No. Can you take him? No. Like, everyone's just too afraid to take on some idiot in, like, green and purple tights who writes clues everywhere. And, like, it's just like, we can't handle the Riddler. We need to call Batman and Robin. Like, it's just so, so stupid. And you get all the Batmanisms. You get uh, the Batbone. And then you have Batman and Robin going on a fishing trip. A fishing trip. That's their constant excuse. That's what they always use 100% of the time. It's always a fishing trip. And then they... Slide down the poles that magically change them into their costumes. And then they do all the stuff in the Batmobile. You have that really stupid animation of just like the Batmobile going absurdly fast. And it looks entirely fake and dumb. All of those things that have just become iconic about 60s Batman. It, it's so, so magnificent. All of it. And... This episode lays it all out so perfectly. Like, hey, I'm sure they didn't think of it like this at the time, but hey, 
Here's all the stuff you're going to love forever and ever and ever. All the little things you're going to love about this show. Laid out in one little scene. And I gotta specifically mention the Riddles. Because every time the Riddler shows up, he's accompanied by the dumbest Riddles of all time. Like, literally, the stupidest Riddles ever. They're all bad and dumb, and I <laughs> I love them. I love them so much. <laughs> <laughs> They're all ridiculous. So there's four riddles in this episode. I'm going to tackle them all right now. The first one is... Why is an orange similar to a bell? Or something along those lines. I'm not going to get these verbatim. How is an orange similar to a bell? The answer... Because they can both be peeled. Am I missing out on 60s terminology or bell terminology that I just don't understand because last time I checked people don't peel bells like they peel oranges am I missing out on some key terminology because that just sounds like nonsense to me <laughs> that just sounds like utter nonsense and of course that riddle leads them to the peel art gallery more on that later <laughs> my personal favorite from the episode there are three men in a boat with four cigarettes and no matches how do they smoke answer they throw one of the cigarettes overboard and turn the boat into a lighter. What? <laughs> okay, first off, that is stupid. Second, that is impractical. Third, how does that even work within the laws of physics? How did they light that first cigarette? How did they throw it overboard and it have have it light the boat? What? <laughs> I mean, either I missed some minutia of what they were saying, and if that's the case, I apologize if I miss a couple words of the dialogue and just completely change the meaning of it. Either that or what they're describing is impossible. And this points to the lighter and the gun, the gun lighter, and Robin and Batman end up kicking themselves being like oh he did he did warn us he did warn us about that thing that was gonna happen no that's just ridiculous that is stupid that is absurd <laughs> and i love it so much <laughs> and then the last two the last two are intertwined so when is a clock the same when is the time of a clock the same as the whistle of a train. At two to two. Two, two, two! <laughs> and what's not flesh or bone, but still has four fingers and a thumb? The answer, a glove. Putting these two rid riddles together leads them to 222 Glover Avenue. 
<laughs> the Riddler episodes are my favorite just because of those riddles. I love them so much. <laughs> oh my god, those riddles are stupid. <laughs> They're so dumb and bad and I hate them. Actually, I love them. I hate them from a sensical standpoint, but I love them also from a sensical standpoint. <laughs> They're so perfect. <laughs> and also so horrible. <sighs> I should also mention, in this episode, what's really weird about this pilot is that there are multiple mentions of Bruce Wayne's parents getting murdered. Like, I guess in this episode, they wanted to make sure they got the lore right, right out of the bag. Right out of the bag. But, they mentioned it twice. Offhandedly. And I don't think they ever mentioned it again throughout the rest of the series. It's just like, my parents were murdered. Anyway, bright, happy, fun, ridiculous, can't be Batman. My parents were murdered. I should mention that again. Fun, happy, campy Batman. Uh, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's stupid. <laughs> they reference that twice in the first episode and never again throughout the rest of the series. It's never touched upon ever. <laughs> All right. I got to talk about the art gallery sequence because. Holy crap. So, they arrive at Peel Art Gallery. Batman and Robin, after that first riddle. Then as soon as they arrive, Riddler calls them with a... <laughs> this is a recording. And then the riddle, the second riddle, the three men in a boat riddle. And then they're like, huh, that's weird. Oh, well. And then they just think nothing of it and start scaling the building. They bat rope up the building, as will so often happen in this series. I love the bat rope. The bat rope sequences are some of the best ever. And they go up to the window, which, by the way, is like a caged window. Go up there, see the Riddler with some art dealer or something. He is taking a thing from him at gunpoint. Gunpoint. Or at least that's how it looks. And so like, oh my god, we gotta stop the Riddler right here. And they burn off like the four corners of the window cage. Take the window cage off. Robin's about to throw it on the ground when Batman stops him and is like, Wait, Robin, pedestrian safety. And Robin's like, oh, gosh, you're right, Batman. And then Batman takes out a hook, a freaking hook, sticks it on the wall, sticks it on the freaking wall of the building, takes the window cage, and places it on the hook very gently. <laughs> I love this show. I love this show so much. It's so good. <laughs> then they go in. And they go after the Riddler. 
Riddler runs aw- runs away. They go after him. Uh, they get him to the ground immediately, handcuff him. Then two guys with cameras show up and take pictures of Batman and Robin, arre- uh, uh, and Robin, Batman and Robin arresting Riddler. And then Riddler's all happy, like, I've I've gotten you to look like you're false arresting me. I'm here uh, actually getting something that's mine. I wasn't doing anything illegal. The gun you saw was actually a gun lighter. And Riddler sues Batman. Riddler sues Batman. All right. (laughs) And here's the best part. Immediately everyone just goes with it. Oh, oh, Riddler has an airtight lawsuit on Batman. Legal experts say that the lawsuit is very likely to be a success. Batman's backed into a corner. There's no way he can get out of this. A known supervillain sued a known superhero for false arrest, and everyone's going with it. That's what's happening. This is the bizarro world we live in. This is the bizarro world this uh, this show lives in. It. <sighs> no one finds that suspicious at all. That the, a supervillain would try to sue a superhero, and everyone's just letting him get away with it. Like, no, no, no one's standing up for Batman. Like. He was doing actual superhero work. He was doing actual, like, this dude was wanted for crimes. There's, this has no, this has no standing. This very clearly is bullshit. Like, in a regular world, in a sane world, this would have no leg to stand on. But this is the world of Batman 1966. So, whatever. Who cares? Riddler sued Batman. Sounds legit. (laughs) Uh, And then we have the club sequence. Another one of my favorite sequences in this episode. Which is so, so perfect. Those last two riddles led them to this club, which is a big gathering of the social elite. Uh... Immediately, Robin is refused entry because he's underage. Just go with it. (laughs) And Batman's like, yes, yes, he is underage. Uh, He can't come in. So Robin just sits outside in the Batmobile. While Batman goes in to this dance club and stakes the place out. Because maybe Riddler is trying to... Do something bad, trying to hurt the social elite in the club. And approaches a woman who is one of Riddler's pench women. One of Riddler's people. But he doesn't know that yet. He approaches the bar, approaches this woman, orders an orange juice. 
Alright. The the woman asks him to dance. And, uh... The Batusi happens. If you don't know what the Batusi is, because you didn't watch the episode, look it up. It's... It's both the greatest and the dumbest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and then apparently, uh, the drink's been drugged. Someone, uh, someone drugged his drink and he goes down. He collapses. And then Riddler goes to kidnap Robin. Gets him with a trank dart. Captures him. Tries to take the Batmobile as well. Pushes the press to start button. The very clearly labeled start button. And then that apparently is a full button. That causes fireworks to shoot out of the back of the Batmobile. Which is amazing. Then Riddler tries to burn the Batmobile... And it has built-in fire extinguishers. <laughs> Again, why not? Why the hell not? Why wouldn't there be fire extinguishers? <laughs> so, yeah, fire extinguishers happen. And... Then Batman stumbles out. Drugged up to all hell. Just stumbles out. It's like, I need to find Robin. I I need to find Robin. Cops show up. And they're like, Batman, give us the keys. You're not fit to drive. You're not fit to drive. Uh, this, by the way, is going to be every single episode of this recap. Me describing what happens and then hilariously just dying. <laughs> just laughing myself to death. Uh, in case you're wondering, is this going to be the whole thing? Yeah, this is what you voted for. Uh, but <laughs> Hands over the keys because he's drugged up to all hell. Bat signal goes up and the cops are like, we really shouldn't tell Commissioner Gordon about this. This is bad. This is really, really bad. Uh, but Robin's captured. He's laid out on a surgical table. And that's where we get our cliffhanger. Uh, I'm not going to talk much about the ending cliffhangers of these episodes. Because quite honestly, I don't think they're the biggest thing about this show. I, uh, they're all pretty much the same. And there's nothing all that special about them. I like the meat on the inside of the episode. That's what I like to talk about. Oh, uh, but yeah, Robin's captured, and there's surgical tools, a surgical table. Bad stuff's happening to him. What's gonna happen next? We don't know. We'll find out tomorrow. Same bat time, same bat channel, except they're not doing that yet. They haven't gotten to that point in the series where they adopt that. Um, so yeah, that's the episode. Great, great start to the series. Uh, absolutely amazing. I think my recap's longer than the actual episode. Interesting. Uh, that probably won't always be the case. Uh, lengths will vary depending on how much I have to say about a particular episode. But, uh, yeah, it's ridiculous. It, it's absolutely ridiculous. And I love every second of it. And I cannot wait to watch 
the entire rest of the series. Uh, feel free to favorite the station, anchor.fm slash TV archive, so you can be here every single Monday through Friday when I talk about every single episode of this show. Uh, call into the station on the Anchor app. I will play some of those occasionally as they come in, quite possibly. Uh, you can also find this show as a podcast on your podcatcher app of choice, whatever that may be. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark. Pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Uh, tomorrow we will discuss Season 1, Episode 2. Talk to you then.